we ended up having dinner, I think it was. And I was like, I was like, dude, I know I just met you and this is kind of crazy, but I found this pink couch on the side of a mountain when I was in a hot air balloon. Do you want to come with me, wake up at like 5 a.m. and try and find this sofa and then watch the hot air balloons rise from this sofa? And he said, yes. This guy had a car. You find anyone when you're traveling that has a car and your life is completely changed. Travelers know this. So this man had rented a car. I was like, oh my God, everything is coming together for me to find this sofa. It's the best thing ever. Welcome to Low on the Go, a podcast about all things on the go. This podcast will start off mostly in the travel space, but I'm definitely not trying to niche down too hard too fast. My goal is basically to encourage a life full of energy, exploration, and adventure. And honestly, I want people to feel a little less alone in the world. However, all of this may look in podcast form. I'll be talking about travel, on-the-go recipes, and taking care of your brain. So yeah, that means some mental health shit. And probably more. A little about me, I'm a 20-whatever-year-old who has traveled to just over 20 countries and has lived in four cities. I've learned a ton about the best way to pack for airplanes, how to travel cheaply but still be bougie as fuck, and I've met a lot of people along the way who know a lot more than I do, and thank God they've offered to be on this podcast. I hope you listen and leave feeling inspired and equipped to take risks, chase your dreams, and stay on the go. Until next time, XL Low. time no speak (laughs) i always start my podcast episodes with this because i have such good intentions of releasing an episode a week and then um it just becomes a lot i don't know i have no excuse i was in mumbai for like three months and i don't know if like other fellow travelers feel this way but i feel like i travel for a while and then i'm like i need to settle down somewhere so i can catch up on work so i do that I go and I settle down somewhere. And then some work is done, but I spend most of the time just like trying to get back into like an exercise routine because you travel and you eat and you don't exercise and that's a recipe for not feeling fit. So I feel like I spend most of my time just adjusting to the place that I'm at, getting to know the neighborhood I'm living in, figuring out what the hell I'm doing next. And the projects that I tell myself I'm going to do, I just don't do because I'm just trying to be okay, you know? So uh, I recently left Mumbai and went to, uh, went to the south into a state called Kerala. And um, I am here volunteering at an orphanage and a rehabilitation center. Now I'll do like an entirely other podcast on this, uh, probably in like six months knowing <laughs> my track record. But um, I've just found that with movement in any way that creates a sort of momentum when it comes to movement in other areas of your life so the fact that I'm like moving again out of Mumbai after being there for two or three months and moving my body moving all of my things that just creates a certain energy so I feel like I can like have movement in other areas of my life so whenever I'm like on the go and moving is when I record podcast episodes Back by popular demand, I'm going to talk about all the things that went wrong um, to get me to Turkey this time. Now, I released a podcast episode a couple, a few months ago, maybe four months back, about all the things that went wrong to get me to India, and it actually performed really well, and I think um, 
I, I just, I love like the perspective that things like this offer. Like people always think of, oh, all these things went wrong and oh, that means everything is bad and, and maybe I did something wrong. And because all of these things went wrong, like, you know, it didn't mean anything, anything good to happen. But a lot of things went wrong to get me to India to have me do all of these really amazing, wonderful things. And the same thing happened in Turkey. This is actually one of my favorite stories uh, of my travels. If not, this might be my favorite travel story. So I'm going to kind of pick up where I left off with one of my last episodes about going on a date on a flight from the UK or from Berlin to the UK. Because after I spent some time in the UK with my lovely best friend Gwen, I decided that I was going to fly to Turkey and then fly from Turkey to Uh, to India. So I'm sort of piecing everything together. Um, I did the episode on India. I did the episode on Berlin to the UK. And now I'm kind of filling in the middle. So I was going to meet up with a friend in Istanbul. I also wanted to go to a city that was a 10 hour drive or a couple hour flight away uh, called Cappadocia. And I've been wanting to go to Cappadocia for a long time. They have hot air balloons and um, really interesting rock formations. So I just thought that it would be a really cool place to visit. My friend wasn't super interested in visiting there. So I was like, okay, I'll do that part solo. And then we'll meet up in Istanbul or we'll meet up in Istanbul and then I'll fly to Cappadocia. So at first I was like, there's no chance that it's going to be cheaper for me to fly into Cappadocia. It's going to be way cheaper to fly into Istanbul. So I look at flights to Cappadocia. Now the, the route wasn't great because I was in Edinburgh. I had to fly Edinburgh, London, and then I think it was London to Turkey but the hours were really crazy so it was like it was like 24 hours of flying I was really exhausted but it ended up being cheaper it was like a hundred bucks to fly from in total to fly I think from uh Edinburgh to London to Cappadocia which is not bad at all so I end up landing there stay at just the best hostel one of my favorite hostels I've ever stayed at it's called Diadem it's in a cave Turkey quickly became my favorite place that I've ever traveled to I, I somehow luckily got there during a time in January when there was a little bit of a heat wave. Normally it's quite cold um, and there's snow, but I, I went there and it was like 55 degrees Fahrenheit, um, which is very rare. So yay luck. I wanted to take this tour. This You can take a green tour and a red tour, tour while you're there. And I had a lot to pack into just a couple of days because I was going to meet my friend in Istanbul. So I tried to sign up for this green tour. Uh, the green tour rocked. If you're ever in Cappadocia, take the green tour. The red tour you can do by yourself. You don't have to pay the 40 euros. The tour ended up being full because I was kind of indecisive about some things. And then when I asked about it, they were like, it's full. I'm sorry, you can't. And I'm like, okay, well, that sucks, Lauren. <laughs> I ended up getting, doing the hot air balloon, which by the way, so I paid 150 euros on different websites online. It says like 400 euros. So just know that you can get it for cheaper. <laughs> Went into the hot air balloon. One of the most amazing experiences of my whole life. I like cried in this hot air balloon it was so beautiful you do it at sunrise uh you're in the balloon with a, bu a whole bunch of other people but it honestly it doesn't even matter like I kind of almost got my own compartment because everybody else was in groups and I was by myself classic I used to companies called brothers and brothers was the the best like all of the guys that work for brothers shout out to you because you own an amazing company and you do an amazing job so Anyways, I'm on this hot air balloon and I'm taking photos and I see this pink velvet couch that's just sitting on the side of a mountain. And in my mind, I'm like, I have to go find that couch. I took a bunch of photos of these couch of this couch, knowing that my location would be like tracked on where I took the photo and I could kind of try and figure it out from there. 
Um, took these photos, landed, had a great time, and kind of forgot about it, but knew that I still wanted to go hiking really, like, really early in the morning to see the balloons rise and sit on this couch while it happened. Continuing on with the story, uh, I was supposed to stay at this hostel for like four or five days. Come to find out, my friend who I'm supposed to meet up with in Istanbul, her passport did not get sent back to her. There was like a delay. So she wasn't coming to meet up with me in Istanbul and I was having a great time in Cappadocia. So while I was really bummed that I wasn't going to see her and I was a little bit nervous about like, oh, is she gonna come, is she not gonna come? It kind of ended up being a little bit of a blessing in disguise because I got to do all of these other things in Cappadocia that I wouldn't have gotten to do. And I know that I'll travel with her at a different point. Along with going in the hot air balloons, you can wake up at like 5.30 in the morning anyways and go up on the top of this peak and see the hot air balloons rise. And it's, it's just really, really fun. So there was one day, one morning in which like, okay, just I am not a morning person at all. Like I, I really have come to the conclusion that my brain just doesn't function before like 9am. And I don't mean in like a, like a cute, like, Oh, I need my coffee in the morning type of a way. I mean like, no, I have anxiety, <laughs> anxiety and ADHD. So I get really overwhelmed in the morning. I, I don't know where to start with my day. Like I just want to stay in bed because I, I just don't know what to do. It all just feels like too much. And so, especially really early in the morning, it's kind of bad. But for some reason, the Lord above blessed me <laughs> this morning with waking up just peacefully and nicely. And it was great. So I, I woke up at 5 a.m. naturally. And I went to go climb this mountain to see the hot air balloons rise. And I took a whole bunch of videos and um, just had like a slow morning. It was really, really nice. And uh, after all the hot air balloons had kind of come and gone and I, I had, you know, written in my journal and been there for like two hours, I decided to go back. And as I'm walking back, I, um, I see this guy that has this, he like has a hat on that I thought was really cool. And I was like, oh, that guy seems like, that guy's kind of cute. Not even going to lie, that Loki thought he was so cute. And he was just walking down the hill and he was really tall. I was like, okay, cute guy, sweet. Um, I have to go mail a postcard. So <laughs> I went to the post office to go mail a postcard to my friend Lauren. After that, went back to the hostel. And guess who's sitting in my little tiny hostel where in the entryway you can maybe fit 10, 15 people. This guy who I thought was cute with his hat was sitting there and I was like, no way. Out of all of the hotels and hostels in Gourmet, which there are a lot, uh, this guy happens to be staying in my hostel. Anyways, I decided that this was the day that I was going to take this tour, the green tour, right? And um, this guy and I somehow start talking. I don't know exactly how. I find out he's from Poland. He had just arrived. And I told him that I was going on this green tour that was going to leave in like 10 minutes. And I asked him randomly if he wanted to come with. Any guy or any person, girl, whatever that I meet that has turned into something like a really fun situation, it, whether it be like a really short situation or like we become really close friends, has been when I've just said something really on like off the cuff on a whim. Like, hey, I'm going on this random thing. Do you want to come with? Because I don't usually do that. Okay. So... I asked him, hey, I'm leaving in like literally five minutes. Do you want to go on this tour? He said, yes. So we went on this tour together. We got to know each other. Really, really nice guy. Uh, had great conversation, of course. All of the things. Bought dried fruit together. Like whatever. <laughs> and we get back. And I decide now is the time to tell him that I really want to find this sofa. So we're at dinner. And 
I ended up extending my time at this hostel because I was like, I, don't, I have no desire to go to Istanbul right now. Like, I'm having way too much fun here. I did a five-hour hike by myself in Turkey, like, in winter. My phone died. It was kind of what this dog ended up, like, leading me home. It was, um, the sun was going down. It was kind of a crazy situation, but for sure one of my favorite hikes I've ever done. I got to see a castle. Like, it was wild. We ended up having dinner, I think it was. And I was like, I was like, dude, I know I just met you and this is kind of crazy, but I found this pink couch on the side of a mountain when I was in a hot air balloon. Do you want to come with me, wake up at like 5 a.m. and try and find this sofa and then watch the hot air balloons rise from this sofa? And he said, yes. This guy had a car. You find anyone when you're traveling that has a car and your life is completely changed. Travelers know this. So this man had rented a car. I was like, oh my God. Everything is coming together for me to find this sofa. It's the best thing ever. And uh, the next morning we wake up, you know, 5.30 a.m., get into his car, have our hiking stuff. I literally brought a change of clothes because I was like, I'm for sure doing a full-ass photo shoot on this sofa because it's this, like, light pink velvet-colored sofa. Oh, to rewind a little bit. Again, Diadem, the owners of this hostel, and guest house too, best they are the best i i went and i asked them i was like hey kind of random i found this pink sofa on like the side of a mountain do you know what's up with this and they were like yeah my wife actually has the geo the geographical geological geographical coordinates for this sofa because like two weeks ago her friend said they had this sofa that they wanted to find somewhere cool to put it so this sofa was dropped off literally like two weeks prior on the side of this mountain which i think is so insane what are the odds of that timing so they have the exact location of where this thing is we we basically locked this thing in the only thing was that the road that you took to get this sofa down did not really exist on any of these maps we park at this just normal parking lot we couldn't get any closer to it because there was an archaeological dig happening so we're like, okay, cool. We'll just hike to get there kind of a thing. And we're on like one side of this kind of hill. We have to go through this valley to get there, okay? Peaks and valleys, y'all. I'm telling you, it's a real thing. So after going back and forth a million times, Mihao sees it. Oh, and also we're in the dark. Like it's, it's not light out. And we wanted to see the hot air balloons go up. So if we like, if it starts to become light, then that means we're a little bit too late. So Mihao once it starts to get a little bit light, he sees it. Like, he sees the couch, and we're like, how the fuck do we get to that thing? It's a, it was on the other side of the valley. Okay. So we are like, we just have to go through the valley. We just have to do it. You know what? Now that I'm telling this story, this is like a really good life lesson. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to go through the valleys to find your pink couches. So we hike down through the valley, and then we go, we run up the top, because I'm telling you it was pretty steep. We get to the very top, and there's a road there, like a road that cars can go on. And we're like, what the fuck? We could have just gone around and gone to this road where cars like can go, but we couldn't have driven there because of this archaeological dig. Like we felt a little bit ripped off, but it was still fun. I honestly, like I wouldn't do it any other way. Things feel hard in the moment, but then you like, you like look back on it and you're like wait wait I would not have wanted it to be easier because it was so fun that we had to go through this valley so we get to the top 
we run down and we find this sofa and we take a whole bunch of pictures and we have so much fun and we watch the balloons rise and it was honestly like probably in the top 10 most magical moments of my whole life. All of this like wrapped up, that green tour that I wanted to go on, um, the first one where it was full and I was kind of like, Lauren, I was so hard on myself. Lauren, why can't you get your shit together? Lauren, why can't you like make up your mind? Why can't you like, I'm, I have all of this self-talk, which I think so many, so many of us deal with. And then in hindsight, we're like, oh wait, it ended up working out and it is all okay. Sometimes it works out even better than we think. If, if, that, if it wouldn't have been full, I don't know if I would have met me how, and I don't know if we would have like become friends on this other tour. So I'm so grateful that these things didn't work out because then like something even cooler happened. And I'm also so glad that I had the opportunity to stay in Cappadocia because really it's such an amazing place. Now, this is where things get even cooler, in my opinion, um, because shit went down, y'all, like in, a, in like an I was crying, I was like getting so upset kind of a way. If there's anything that I hate when traveling, okay, it's if airlines delay flights or like rebook flights and they don't tell you if they're like oh yeah uh well we're gonna reschedule our flight for like tomorrow and it's 12 hours later and like you can call us and and get on a next on a different flight like for the next day if you want but we won't refund you to get like a flight on a different airline i'm like this is your fault how are you how are you telling me that you can't refund me my money when i paid to be on this specific flight for a specific reason like I went from having a flight that would leave uh, Istanbul one day, I would have an overnight layover for like three or four hours in Saudi Arabia and then land in Delhi, to uh, a flight that left at an absurd hour, I would have a 13 hour layover in Saudi Arabia, which like normally a 13 hour layover sounds fun, like I'll just go into the city, but I can't exactly do that in Riyadh as an American. And so I, uh, and, and then go to Delhi, like that, that flight path just did not work for me at all. So what happened was I had to get on the phone with, uh, with this airline and the, the airline I believe is based in Saudi Arabia, but to call with my, uh, with my American phone from Turkey to Saudi Arabia would cost a ton of money. Okay. So my friend, Brandon, who I've talked about in like so many of these podcast episodes, he really just needs to be on an episode, told me that if you call, if you make an international call through, um, through Skype, then it's way, way, way cheaper. Shout out, Brandon. You've saved me so much money in my life. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll call with Skype. Okay. For some reason, don't know why, calling with Skype cost me so much money as well. And this was, this was over the course of, you know, you have to wait for hours on the phone to, to talk to these airline agents. And then like some of the times I was disconnected, which like that's another thing that makes me just, oh, that makes me so mad. If I, if I get disconnected from somebody and I've been talking to them for like 15 minutes and it's somebody like a credit card company or an airline company, like you should not be in a mile radius of me. I will blow a fuse, bro. I will get so mad. But I'm calling and calling and calling this airline, this airline company to try and figure out like what happened with this flight. Like I'm flying to India. I, my friend is picking me up. I can't like, I can't mess this up. What are your other options? This and that. I end up getting a flight for, a, I think a day before I was already 
going to leave. I was going to leave on the 27th and I ended up leaving on the 26th because it was the best option for me. They would not refund my flight because otherwise I just would have rebooked on a different airline. But I, I made the best decision I could. I tried my best. So now I have to figure out how I'm going to get from Cappadocia to Istanbul. It's, I think, maybe the 23rd at this point, 22nd, 23rd, and I'm leaving on the 26th. So like, really, I need to get my, get it together. Um, but this was the only flight that could have like a three or four hour layover in Riyadh. And I couldn't leave any later than, than that, than my original flight, because I had a wedding to attend in India. After like so much money spent, so much time, not wasted, but just it felt like it was wasted. I changed my flight. And then I was like, okay, do I want to... I like taking trains and buses because you can like see the scenery on the way through the window and see a country from the ground view. And it's 10 hours to get to Istanbul, which is like a little bit more than what I like. <laughs> and that's in a car too. So like a bus is going to take longer. I don't know how their train system is. Or you can fly, but then the airports are really far outside of... Like they're pretty far outside of uh, Gourmet in Cappadocia. I don't know, I just didn't really feel like flying. Like none of these, none of these options felt right. Like I hated the bus option, I hated the flight option. I didn't like either of them. I, I just, I was mulling on this for like hours again. I, I'm the kind of person that will just think and think and think and think and think about these things. And I'm really learning to be like, you know what? If it doesn't feel right, that's okay. We just gotta like, just let it play out. Go enjoy your life. I feel like I always need to do something about it, right? None of these options were right for me, but I, I had to do something. That was a cow, if you heard that, by the way. Um, there might be some animal noises in the back as I'm kind of in a jungle uh, in Kerala, which is so, it's such a nice break from the city. I won't even lie. There's fruit trees everywhere. There's palm trees everywhere. I can stick my feet in the grass. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. I didn't book anything, but I, I looked at a flight that was at 7 a.m. And I didn't know if my hostel would be able to help with bringing me to the airport. So I just wanted to go to make sure they could bring me there that early. And there was, uh, the owners were there talking to these two guys from Romania. I just was not a vibe. I was stressed and anxious and like, what am I gonna do and what's meant to be? And so I went to go talk to the front desk to see about the airport transfer and he said that he had to go somewhere and do something really quickly. So I ended up sitting and talking to these two Romanian guys. And we hit it off like none other. I love those dudes. Florian and Google Maps, you have my heart. I love you both so much and can't wait to see you again. Those people that you meet where you're just bantering and you're shooting the shit and you're like, you're like, you already have inside jokes after like 10 minutes and you're like, why I just met you. Uh, you just met me. Why? Why is this a thing? So, I asked them what they were what they were doing there. They said they knew the the owner's sister, and um, I think they met on couch surfing, and that they were just you know coming to visit and stuff like that. And um, I asked them what they what else they were doing in Turkey. They were like, oh, we're doing this and we're doing that. And Google Maps <laughs> slash Harry slash Christian. <laughs> um, that's all one person is the most organized person I've ever met. Like I thought that I was really a google mapsy kind of a girl who knows all the restaurants to go to with the best food and the places to see and the things to do and when i talked to him i was like oh i heard of this thing and he was like yeah i know about that like he knew about everything they told me all these amazing things that they had planned and it was so structured and i was like god what am i doing with my life i'm doing this all with no plan this is trash but what they were doing sounded so cool and 
We compared flight times. My flight was literally like six hours before theirs from the same airport. And there's two airports in Istanbul. I, you just, I think one's more domestic and one's more international. And I don't know, I just, you would, I would have thought that we would have been out of different airports, but we were somehow out of the same airport. We were talking, talking, talking. They were telling me that they were going skiing tomorrow. I don't know, wanting, wanting to go to like this, you know, monastery or wanting to go to this thing or that thing. And all of the, and oh, they also said that they wanted to go to this salt lake, this like pink salt lake that I was dying to go to, but it was so expensive to take a tour from where I was going. And so I was kind of bummed that I didn't have time slash money to like go there. But they said that they were going there and that they had a car and they just told me if I wanted to come along, I totally could. And that if I wanted to drive with them all the way back to, to Istanbul, I could as well. So I am not even joking. Like within, within an hour, I went from panicking about, oh my God, what, what flight am I going to take? What, you know, how, how am I going to get back to, to Istanbul? It's been so stressful figuring out this flight stuff to like everything being resolved in the coolest way possible. So the next day I woke up early, I drove with these guys and went skiing with them in Turkey. Like just, just casually went skiing in Turkey, which skiing in Turkey is really fun and it's very cheap. I did a whole day of skiing uh, with rentals and everything and it cost me 30 American dollars. <laughs> they drove, we went out skiing and had just a really fun time. And then uh, we kind of had our own day where we did our own things. And then the day after that, we packed all of our stuff into their car and we went to this pink salt lake and it was really freaking cool. And then we kept going and we drove all the way through Turkey to get all the way back to Istanbul. And I got to see like the countryside, the countryside. I got to like see Turkey, you know? And we, we stopped in this other city that was actually kind of cute and walked around and got dinner and stuff. And I just really got to know these guys and they were they were so generous and so fun and so funny and they they live in the uk and um just have the the biggest hearts we're we still talk every once in a while and they were the ones actually that told me that i had to try couch surfing they were like lauren you have to do it which is what led me to couch surf for the first time in india and had the best time in goa couch surfing i'm i'm really grateful for these dudes and like i just i don't know i, I read i read somewhere recently that like anxiety is your compass to what you should be doing like if you're if you're if you're really anxious about something that's the thing that you should do and that's not to say like if there's a dude like standing with a knife you should like approach that guy no but if there's something that you're feeling if you're feeling anxious about something or say you're you're procrastinating something or your gut is like i don't know why i just feel like i shouldn't do this like wait dude everything will be okay it might be more okay than you thought like imagine if i took a boring ass flight all the way back to istanbul and then flew to delhi from there that would have been that would have been so boring but now i have this cool story about how i sort of accidentally hitchhiked from cappadocia to istanbul with these two romanian guys and we like went skiing together and had the best time and like just the best laughs like i we, on the on the salt lake, we, you know those like photos that you see of people on those salt lakes that do like a Pringles can running into a Pringles can type of a optical illusion thing? We did that. Like how fun is that shit? And it's just people that I met randomly at the right place at the right time at this, at this hostel. I could have stayed at any hostel 
in the world and not in the world. I could have stayed at any hostel in Gourmet in Cappadocia and I chose this one to stay in and it happened to be these two guys that were there at the exact same time. Like what if I would have come in an hour earlier? I wouldn't have met them. What if, what if I wouldn't have procrastinated? In situations like this, like you just, you kind of know when something, when you're like chaos is brewing right now and I'm not making a decision because I'm just, I just can't. Like something is preventing me from making this decision. And if I would have one hour earlier been like, you know what, I'm just going to let go of this feeling. I'm just going to ignore it and book this flight and whatever. They wouldn't have even been there. Anyways, um, that is kind of the story of how I accidentally hitchhiked Turkey with two Romanian guys and hunted for a couch with a guy from Poland um, and ended up with stories that were better than really I, I could have ever imagined. Go to Turkey. It's totally solo travelable. Oh, by the way, I did make my flight to Delhi. <laughs> I ended up getting dropped off at the airport and the dudes took their flight to, back to the UK. And I had around like six to eight hours. So I just checked in my bags and I went to Istanbul for three hours and went to like the Grand Bazaar and to the Blue Mosque and to this, uh, what was it called? It was called Basilica under, it's like this underground thing with statues and water. It's amazing. Uh, and got some food and a gift for my friend's parents and ended up going back to the Istanbul airport. Oh, by the way, when I, oh, uh, Turkey, Istanbul is on two different continents. Istanbul is split. Uh, the east side is Asia, the west side is Europe. And you have to take this really specific train that's underwater to get to the European side. And I was on the Asian side. The machine basically would not take my credit card. I could not get cash at all. And it was impossible for me to get to the European side. And it was very, very busy. I went to go get a ticket. And it's a very complicated system for I don't know a reason. But there's like a line of like six people behind me at this point. And the dude behind me was like, hey, are you having any sort of like trouble? And because it was clear that I was taking up a lot of time and I was like, dude, I'm, I'm going to be honest. This does not take my credit card. I don't know what to do. Like, please help. So he totally helped me. It still wouldn't take my cash. So this guy was like, dude, it's your lucky day. I have an extra ticket. So he gave me his extra ticket. We ended up getting on the same train. So we went on the same train together. He got off before me and like shook my hand and he was like, it was really nice to meet you. And I'm like, I still to this day, I'm not, I, I don't think he's real. <laughs> Because really, you're just, you're sent help when you need help. And I needed help. Istanbul is huge, y'all. I've never been in a bigger city than Istanbul, I swear to God. So uh, yeah, I had a blast in Istanbul by myself for three hours. Went back to the airport and got my bags. Uh, cut it a little bit close because your girl does that. Took my flight to Delhi and uh, that's it. That's when the whole, all that went wrong to get me to India started. So... Trust the process, trust your intuition, trust your random procrastinating. Good things are gonna happen. You're gonna meet the coolest people. Yeah, dude, just go for it. The, the coolest thing is that in, in a day from now, in a week, in a year from now, you have no idea where you're gonna be at and who you're going to meet. And I think that travel demonstrates that so beautifully. You really meet people you never would have ever imagined when you're out on the road, so. Um, that's it. Everyone go to Turkey. It's the bomb. I will talk to you later. Bisous.